Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Allie, and we are coming to you with a special edition of our Conversations with Coaches podcast. And today we are talking about mental health matters. Um, specifically at the Olympics and talking about just everything that's been going on with Simone, with um, just watching all of the Olympians. And so we, we really just wanted to chime into the conversation. Um, and so that's what we're here to do. So, <laughs> and if you're on our podcast and not on our YouTube, coach Stacy even has a picture right now of her with the Olympic rings behind her. And she took that picture out in Rio in 2016. And so that is also going to be a little bit of our talk. She has experienced the atmosphere, which I think can be a lot different from what we perceive the Olympics to be like. Um, I perceived it for sure as a big party, right? Like, I mean, very focused, like um, zoned in and like wanting to win, but like of all this fun and energy and the opening ceremonies and like all this craziness. And I think that that's just like not quite the reality for a lot of these athletes. So um, stay tuned. I just wanted to throw that in there because I think it's really, cool, really interesting. And uh, Stacy, let's talk a little about pressure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll jump in about the atmosphere of the Olympics because it, it is that. It's, so like, so I um, try to go to as many gymnastics meets live as I can. I used to blog. Um, beamdreams.com was my old blog handle for those of you who maybe um, knew me on there. And so I went to a lot of things live to cover things. And I remember being at the Olympic trials and it is a party at the end. Like it's so intense in the middle. And then, you know, there's the, there's the, like the cannons and the confetti. And then literally the party goes on for like an hour outside. It's just this huge thing. And so I think in my brain, I felt like, and that's how it is from here on out. Like they've made the Olympic team and the rest of it is just this big, huge, exciting, fun party. And everyone's so happy that they made it to the Olympics that they're just like walking around on cloud, cloud nine. Like I reached my goal. That is not my experience at all. And granted I was in Rio, not in Tokyo, but from what I hear from people on the ground, it's like way worse in Tokyo, um, not because of Tokyo, but because of the pandemic and of COVID. So I'll talk about that in a minute, but I'll tell you a little bit about what I experienced in terms of pressure. Um, I was there to cover, you know, to cover sports um, from the, you know, the blogging writing perspective, but I was staying with a number of people who were chaplains. And so they were the ones that they would, you know, talk to people as they were in distress. And so there was a bunch of different team chaplains and then just some chaplains that um, kind of were multidisciplinary. And one of the chaplains who had been doing it for decades and decades said, being a chaplain at the Olympics is like hosting one wedding and then 10 funerals. And that really is so much of like what the environment is. Like you'll have one person who's super happy and excited. And then everyone else around is devastated and sad and in mourning. And I remember walking every single day around um, 
just, you know, the, the businesses and be, I wasn't even in the Olympic village. I was just outside of the Olympic village, but I would walk, I had to walk like 45 minutes from where I was to the stadium every day. <laughs> and just the entire walk, it literally felt oppressive. Like the air around me, it, everyone was so serious. Everyone was so intense. Most people were so sad because unless they won the gold medal, they were like, I lost, I failed. And so they were devastated because their dreams didn't come true. Even if they never really even were in the running for a gold medal, like even the people that at one point with it was like, I already made my goal. I made it to the Olympics. It's like, then you get there and you're like, all of a sudden, like none of that matters. And so, um, yeah, it was shocking to me how intense and how pressure filled, filled the environment was, um, even though <laughs> I wasn't a competitor, like I wasn't an athlete there. I didn't have any skin in the game. I, you know, I was just there to write about their experiences. I, I, I felt that pressure and I had nothing on the line for myself. I also had a little bit of this experience of um, like, I, I thought it was just going to be amazing. Like, right. I was like, I'm going to get to do media for the Olympics. This has been my dream. This is what I've worked on for five years. You know, most of the time I was like trying to find good internet, which I couldn't. <laughs> and so I was like by myself trying to figure out a place to upload the posts that I had written. I spent almost all of the time like alone, <laughs> like, and so I was just like, this is not the experience I dreamed of. And I think that's what a lot of athletes experience too. Like, uh, like for some of them, like after they compete and after they win, <laughs> then it's like a whirlwind of media and fun and all of the things um, and touristing and going and watching the other competitions. And so while it may be really up intense up until then, then after they win, it's really amazing and really fun. And so those are the, the stories that you hear, but there just were so few and far between. So I think most athletes are like, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. This is not, you know, how wonderful I thought it was going to be. So what I've heard in Tokyo is like, it's even it's kind of all of that negative side without any of the fun. There's like not a lot of like whisking away to media shows and there's not a lot of, um, you know, you know, you, they can't tourist at all. Um, I have one blogger that was, um, they do a gymnastics podcast, Gymcastic, and they were talking about like when they got off the plane, like they had to be escorted and then they all had to stop and wait and allow a group of J Japanese citizens to pass. And then they could go there. She said, this is how she said, she said, you know, it feels like we're in a, um, the zombie apocalypse, except we're the zombies. Like everyone else is, is like trying to stay away from us and is totally afraid of us. And they're trying to like clear the, clear the way so that like, we won't infect everybody. Um, and so, you know, so to, to have that on top of that, oppressive feeling to not have any outlets for it, to not be able to like go touristy or go do anything, I think has made it even more intense for most athletes. Yeah. And I think you made a good point of, um, just 
a lot of these athletes were like, this is what I've been working for my entire life. Right. And even if their goal was to just make it to the Olympics, when they get there, I mean, you've made it to the Olympics. Of course, there's a chance you're an amazing athlete. Right. And so you get there and you're like, so you're saying there's a chance. And so you're going to focus in. And I think there's a sense of like, you want to be focused, you want to be serious and you want some of that because I mean, we're competitive. I mean, I get that. I'm so competitive. It's, I get made fun of all the time, just playing games in my family. Cause I just get zoned in. And I'm like, Oh wait, this is like literally a board game. This is supposed to be fun. I don't need to be mad at people, <laughs> whatever it is, but like, and then hype it up to this level where it comes once every four years where you have worked your entire life, your, all your hopes and dreams are going into this. So then you have to have your best competition of your entire life in this one moment. And my country is expecting me to like, can you imagine having the atmosphere that Stacy was explaining with all of these thoughts going on in your head? Cause that is the reality of what's happening is those are the thoughts that you're going on, that you're thinking, whether that's true or not true for you, that's, that's what you're thinking in that moment. And that's, what's creating part of this environment. Right. But like, also I just can't imagine feeling like I had to win and had to be at my best so strongly around, I can't, thousands of athletes who also were thinking the same things. And I don't want to put thoughts in their head, but uh, we hear that a lot. (laughs) We're losing it. So Stacey, what do you think about, um, does that align with a lot of, did you get to hear them talking some when you were out back or um, how did you feel about that environment? Sorry, I'm laughing because the background behind me, my little green screen just fell and the <laughs> Olympic rings are like crumbling behind me. <laughs> so sad. Kind of a little like appropriate to the conversation. So I got distracted. What were you asking me, Ali? Oh, just about, I was talking about all these thoughts of like that I have to, and like, this is my one moment and thinking that they have to be at their, it changes from like, I have to do what I always do to like, this has to be the best performance of my entire night on this night in order. And not only am I doing it for me, I'm doing it for for my my country. country. And I'm like, and is that what kind of you were feeling when you were there? Yeah. Yeah. Hugely. Um, and I see that, you know, written a lot, like, oh, like, you know, this is for my country. This is for that. And I don't know, like I, sometimes it rubs me in a way of almost like, like the same as like a soldier. And I'm like, we're not fighting for our freedom here. Like we're competing in gymnastics, (laughs) you know, but it, it just kind of feels like that same weight, that same level of like, I'm doing this for, I'm like representing my country. I'm, I'm, you know, in the same kind of way. So I don't know. There's, there was something recently that was like, well, talking about Simone and somebody on Twitter was like, she's let down her country, you know? And I'm like, no, like maybe a soldier who is like defects, (laughs) let down their country. But like, this is just a gymnastics meet, you know, like, So anyways, um, and I'd like to argue that standing up for your well-being and mental health is not letting down a country in general. And so, um, I think it's just all you, how you perceive what happened. 
I mean, I went through like 20 different stages of how I perceived what happened with Simone, yes. right? Like I was telling Stacy about it at one point where like I watched her pull out and when I initially saw it and I didn't understand what was happening, my thoughts were way different about the situation after um, she came out and was explaining like why it was important. And during the competition, you saw the girls come together as a team. I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, like maybe this was the best thing that could have happened because it allowed them all to unite in a different way. And like, it was just so crazy to think about how many thoughts I had about it. So for one person to take that and think, oh, she's, she's letting down our team, but they're all seeing that too. I mean, they're, they don't not have social media when they're out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like just, I, let's just kind of talk a little bit about our experience of of watching. So Ali and I were both watching, you know, we don't live in the same place. So we're, but we were texting through the whole thing of, we of course got up early in the morning and we're watching it live. And, um, for those of you who watch the broadcast versus like watched it live, like the broadcast was like on three times fast forward speed in terms of like the actual time length of what happened. So like on the broadcast and they already knew what happened by the time they broadcast. So on the broadcast, it was like, Simone pulled out and then they were like, oh, you know, um, we're hearing that this is the reason. And then, okay, this is what USAG said. And then you see Simone tell her teammates. We didn't see any of that in the live thing. In the live thing, it was like an hour later. It had to have been an hour because I think they were on, they were finishing up beam when we like got USAG's official why she had pulled out, you know? Um, and so all of that stuff, like watching it live, like we were very much like, what is happening? We have no idea what's happening here. And the commentators were were like, we have no idea what's happening here. Um, so I think that led a little bit to the experience. But, um, but yeah, I think we all went through a lot of different, different emotions for sure in, in figuring out like how we felt about it. And I think Simone's gone through a lot of different emotions and figuring out how she feels, how she feels about it. Um, so because a lot of people that are listening to this are gymnasts and gymnastics, like I just feel the need to say this. Um, there's been so much like the, I think the general population hears, you know, Simone Biles is pulled out for mental health reasons. And they think, you know, depression, anxiety, stress, right? We know Simone Biles is pulled out because she has the twisties. And anybody who's in the gymnastics world knows what that is and knows it's like, it's not just about stress. You literally physically can't do the skills anymore. And so, you know, it's not like she can just be like, I'll just suck it up. Like you, you, you can't do the skills anymore. It, it doesn't matter if it's because of your brain or if she would have like broken her leg. Like she. She can't do them anymore. So she has to pull out. But I think that that can make us like undervalue it a little bit. And like, oh, well, it is actually physical. Like it's it's a real thing. It's physical as if, if, if it wasn't and it was just the emotional side that that wouldn't be like legit. That wouldn't be valid. So I don't know. I just kind of like want to bring that into the topic that it's like, yeah, the mental health side of it is the important part, regardless of like the actual physical manifestations of it. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point to make because um, I 
Well, when I heard mental health, I was like, oh, like that's amazing that she thought that. But I would say before I even knew that was a thing, right? So I had two TVs up, big TVs, obviously diehard fan here. And so I had one screen that was just like all four events going at the same time. And then I had one that was just following the US and um, watching them go. And so I didn't even really have the commentation on. I just wanted to listen to um, like the meat atmosphere, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. think it's like fun to like, kind of like, yeah. feel like I'm there. So I wasn't hearing anything. <laughs> And I am watching and I saw her do um, the one and a half in warmups actually. And I was like, oh, that's weird that she warms up a one and a half. I didn't realize that. Like my head didn't go to, she got lost. My head went to, oh, she does a one and a half and runs out. It's like a timer, which is terrifying. So I don't know why I thought that because I know better, but holy cow. So then we go to competition and she does the one and a half. And I was like in shock and they had to like, rewatch it to make sure it was actually just a one and a half. And then I realized what had happened. Cause at first I thought it was just kind of like a junkie two and a half. Cause I was like, Oh, she twists so fast anyways. Um, you can never count how many times she's going. And then, and then you would like see her like stall at the end. And I was like, Oh wait, no, she stopped. Like so, then they played it back in slow motion. And I was like, yeah. you went, you went quiet on us, Stacy. I, when Stacy gets high pitched, she goes quiet. It's when she's excited or, you know, really into it. So can you, uh, can you repeat that? What the, what, what happened? What? I don't understand. It's like, I just was really confused. I mean, I, I think I've watched every warm up and every competition Simone has ever done since, I, I don't know, since at least 2011. So I was just like, what is going on? I don't understand what just happened here. She has never done that before. Yeah. So then, um, I saw her talking. And I want to add, and so then that made me go, something's really up. Like she's never done that before. Like something's going on is, was, was my thought at the time. Um, I was a little, I knew something was wrong, but I, I was not as, um, empathetic sympathetic as Stacy um and I I mean he's a little more competitive yeah that's what I was gonna say like I am just like I was just telling you I literally can't even make it through board games sometimes so um <laughs> in that moment I was kind of like I did have a little bit of anger but I want to say not as her as a human being it was like the situation I was like what in the world like and like I thought it was pressure that was getting to her which probably is true. And that is totally fair, but it's like in that moment, you're just like, Oh, I want to win. Right. We all get into that sometimes. And so then I saw her go off with her trainer and this is where I'm like really embarrassed to admit what went through my mind, but I'm going to admit it anyways, because I was thinking that she had a physical injury because I mean, whoever watched like it wasn't a great landing. Like I'm sure it did not feel good on her ankles, knees, some part of her back, even maybe (laughs) like some part of her body. And my thought was, and Allie, I don't know if you heard this because it was in the, it was in the U S tracker feed, but for a little bit, you could hear them talking. And she says, I just couldn't get up there or something along those lines. So it, it felt like 
just couldn't get the punch off the board or something like, and oh. she looked mystified. She was just like, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I don't even know what she said, but again, like you, I was like, oh, did she like, it's like something happened with her Achilles that she's not limping from. And like, she just literally couldn't punch like what's going on. Yeah. So this is my horrible gymnast brain, which I very regret after this is, um, I'm like, okay, well, she's not crying and she's not acting like she's in pain and bars is next. So like, let's just at least get through bars. <laughs> and then if she can't tumble, then like, let's pull out of that, <laughs> which you guys is wrong on so many levels, like so many levels. If you are injured, you should not compete. Like, so the fact that my brain went to that instant, like I caught it. I was like, oh, that is horrible. Like you should not believe that she should be competing on an injured body in the first place. But that is, that's, I was like, then I thought that she was going to be using this injury as an excuse to not have to finish when, when she had put so much, not her, the entire world has put so much like oomph on America winning and nobody even being close. And then we were getting beat out and then she had a falter and then like, oh, I'm hurting. I'm just gonna like, I just can't. And that is mental health. But in my mindset of competitiveness, that's not where my brain went, right? Like my brain went to like a lot of some of the negative stuff that's out there of like, you know, she should be able to fight through this and finish. And so- I started in a not great place that I had to admit to being wrong to. And I'm trying to be open about that because sometimes we initially get to somewhere and you have to admit like, okay, maybe that's not what I want to continue to believe. <laughs> Stacy, where were you at at this point? Yeah. So I guess when she like came back in, when she walked back in, my thought was, I wasn't thinking about like pressure, mental health or any of that. Other than I was thinking Simone has the look on her face that she's really frustrated with herself. Mm -hmm. And when Simone has that look, she doesn't usually, isn't usually able to pull herself back. Like sometimes Simone will mess up and she'll get this fire in her eyes. And on Twitter, we used to call it like, you know, angry Simone gymnastics. And then it would be like, she'd go out there and kill it. But then other times she would just get this look in her eyes of like, so mad at herself. Um, and she usually wasn't able to really pull it back after that. And so my thought was, was kind of in a like, um, like she's not going to be able to pull herself back from this. And I didn't really finish the sentence. I didn't really go into the, oh, so she shouldn't compete. She should pull out. Um, I think I went to like the U.S. is not winning gold. I think that's where I went to. She's not going to pull herself back from this. The U.S. is not winning gold. So then when she did pull out, I didn't have an angry reaction because I had already like gone there. I'd already gone to, okay, we don't have Simone the rest of it whether or not she was going to actually compete and do the routines, I knew she wasn't going to be able to do the routines to her level that she would need to do to win the gold. Um, and so I just got real. So I just was like in shock. I just felt like in shock. Cause like you said, like I, it, it never in my wildest dreams did it 
ever crossed my mind that U.S. wouldn't win gold. Mm-hmm. Just didn't. So, um, yeah. So I I just kind of felt in shock for for a moment, and then I felt really sad. And then I just moved to, um, again, I didn't see what happened. I didn't see Simone come back out and like tell the girls, but then just all of a sudden she was, I can't ever talk about any of this without crying. (laughs) Uh, All of a sudden she was just cheering and like bringing them chalk, (laughs) you know, and like running around and hugging them and, um, and I just, and then also the, you know, then the camera panned to like Suni's face and Grace's face and Jordan's face. And I just saw the fire in their eyes. And I just thought, this is amazing for them. Like, this is amazing for them. Um, I, I, we've talked about it amongst ourselves before, but there's something that happens to athletes when there's like an all-star and they never feel like they they can win, but they also don't feel like they have to bring their all to win. And then when that person is gone, like the difference that that is. And so like, I love Simone. I, I'd never want her to quit. I want her to do gymnastics until she's 50, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That's not true. Um, but I also just thought this is so like, I think initially I went to like all the ways that this was so bad for us us being the U.S. as a, as a team um, and the, the, how it was like, oh my gosh, these girls um, who then like, oh gosh, this is amazing for them. Like they are going to have an experience that they would never have had otherwise of like having to like dig down and, and do when it counts. And it was so, I just, from then on, I was, I was still in shock the rest of the meet, but I also was just really inspired like watching them. And I was really excited for them. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because still in this shift that you had, and I had that same shift. So basically as, um, Jordan was amped up, right? Like so so much energy. Yeah. I literally saw her face. I was like, Oh, this girl's going to hit. Like I can tell that she is about to just crush. And and they were acting more like a team than ever before. And I truly believe that. And so I went to that too, of like, this could be the best thing that happened. And like, unfortunate still for Simone, but it allowed her to take a step back in a different role too, in a way of like, I really think that they came together as a team and got to finish in like this strong, fun way. I literally cried after Jordan's beam routine, but during all of this realization, we still didn't even know that she pulled out because of mental health. Like that wasn't even announced yet. The whole time we were watching, it was just like, I still don't know what's happening. She doesn't look like she's limping. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's not like in a pile of tears on the floor. She's engaged and happy and yelling and laughing. Mm-hmm. So it was just this very surreal experience of like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And so then we, we were like, we ended like amazing. Right. And yeah. Um, she came out and was just super open with the fact that it was mental health afterwards, right? Like yeah. that's when we really heard that. And, um, that's when I was, I just had like this really like good for you feeling like, mm-hmm. you know what, that's good for you. And as soon as she said, I was having mental health issues, 
I knew that I was going to be in my head the rest of the meet. And so it was going to be best for the team for me to take a step back and allow them to do what they knew how to do. And I knew they could do it. And that was like, what got me? I was like, oh my gosh. Then I like, my brain like went back to all the stuff that I thought at the beginning of the meet. And I was like, I cannot believe that's what I thought happened. I was like, that was horrible of me to jump to all these conclusions. And I think it's just, I wanted Stacey to share her experience at Rio at the beginning too, because I think it's just so important because we have all of these ideas of what it's like for them and what's going on for them and what we think is happening and what we think they should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Right. And it's just, just one, not about us. Not about me, really. <laughs> it's super fun to watch and I'm happy they get that experience. Like, I still think it's amazing, but like, yeah. I was able to process, like see how my thought, all my judgments that I had from the beginning to the end. And um, it was just kind of a cool experience, I think, for me as a person to to realize that too. And I feel like I'm sure, I'll, and how mine and Stacey's experiences were still different. Like she never had a lot of those extremely competitive thoughts that I had. <laughs> Well, and I, I'm glad you talked about that because I want to wrap us up by talking about just the view of mental health and the importance of mental health training in gymnastics. Like we share our experiences with you. And at the end of the day, like this is literally what we do and teach day in and day out. Like you would have thought that both of us would immediately have jumped to, you know, and, and I did jump to, I saw her talking to the physical trainer. And at the time I didn't think she was injured physically. And I was like, she needs to be talking to a sports psych. <laughs> Why don't throw a sports psych out on the floor? Like there should be, you know, like, or not even, a, I mean, we're not sports psychs. We are mental or mindset, you know, like I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I wish I could be out there on the floor helping her right now because we have the tools that would help her in this moment. I know it. And I'm, you know, I just, I have this passion. The reason we do what we do is because gymnasts spend so much time training their bodies, like inordinate amounts of time. They give up so much. Gymnastics coaches give up so much for this sport, but at the end of the day, it's your brain that drives it all. And so it's just still flabbergasting to me how very little time and energy we spend preparing our gymnasts, preparing our coaches for mental health, for mindset, for emotional health. And I I hope that this helps us see. I hope that this helps us begin to change that because you know, I, I know that Simone has done lots of therapy. I know she's done lots of sports psych stuff, but at the end of the day, she's under tremendous emotional pressure from people outside of her, but that outside pressure can never affect us until we turn and make it mean something. And that's really difficult not to do, but it is possible. And I know Allie has experienced and I have experienced the the tools that we use and that we train utterly transforming us in those areas and in being able to change how we think about those kinds of things. And I just keep thinking, 
Like, I just want our gymnasts to have the tool set, the skill set that they need to deal with this pressure, because it's not just Olympic gymnasts that experience this. Like we coach athletes all the time who get to these levels of performing and competing and they feel like it, it they can't miss. They, they have to hit that if they don't, their worth is, is, you know, tied up in it. I love Simone tweeted, um, gosh, I don't have it right in front of me, but she tweeted, um, the outpouring of support has been so meaningful. I never really believed before that I didn't, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to pretend that I can verbatim say it, but she said something along the lines of, I never, I, I never really believed before that people valued me outside of my contribution as a gymnast. And for the first time I actually do. And I'm like, that's worth it all. Like, that's worth it all. That's, that's way more than a gold medal. Like to get to a place where you can actually believe where your worth and value comes from. And then that takes away all the pressure. You know, like we talk about all of the pressure that they're feeling and there is an external like environment that they're in that is more pressure than most of us ever feel. Right. But at the end of the day, it comes from the belief that we have inside of us. And when we believe we're a hundred percent enough, regardless of how we show up, how we perform, it just dissipates that it softens it all makes it easy to easier to deal with. And then when you know how to process your negative emotions and when you know how to, you know, we talk a lot about shifting your thinking, but you know how to actually do it. Like all of those tools. I just, I really hope that we're able to move as as a culture of gymnastics into a place where we value helping teach those skills along the way as much as we do the physical. So, all right, I got to bounce, but Allie, do you have anything else to add? No, I was just, it was fun talking about it today. And I know that we're going to come back, I think next Tuesday and talk a little bit more about some up-to-date stuff about what's going on. So yeah. Yeah. And we do want to do a little bit of teaching on how to deal with pressure um, how to process negative emotions. So we've done some of that before, but we feel like this is a good time to remind it. So check out our social media. Um, we've got some things on there around that. Um, but then we'll also bring that in next week, probably depending on what happens. I kind of feel like who knows what's going to happen between now and then. So we we have something about gymnastics a lot, completely different talk about wondering (laughs) (laughs) gymnastics more about it. So, so let you guys go. Um, all right interesting for you all to sit and think about what your experience was like, um, watching the Olympics as well. So love it. All All right. right. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.